0: Hello, Denver Nation. Welcome to the Denver Sports War Room Podcast, brought to you by the War Room Podcast Network. I'm your host, Zach Niles, and today we are going to discuss my top 10 all-time Denver Broncos, past and future players, and how long these future players will still play for Denver. Also, talk about how these players left the legacy for the future stars to come. Now, I've been a long-time Denver Broncos fan. I've been a fan for years. I love them. I love them to death. You know, I will never leave this team as long as I'm alive. And, you know, recently with the firing of Vance Joseph and just improving that whole new coaching staff, I have high hopes for this team for the 2019-2020 season. And, you know, it's the little things that count, you know. So, you know, a new receiver could, you know, potentially give us a new edge on some defenses, you know, and of course a new quarterback is what all struggling teams need, a great quarterback who can carry that team to a Super Bowl or a victory, you know, hey, you know, Baker Mayfield, for example, you know, he was just a rookie coming in, but he led the Browns to a 7-9 season that, to the light of day, I would have never thought the Browns would be able to do, but look at what they did, they sought out free agents, upgraded their team, got great trades, and yeah, 7-9 is a fantastic, fantastic record coming out of an 0-16 season. Whew, God. Poor Browns. But well, hey, let's wish them good luck for next season. Now, topping off my list is number 10, Peyton Manning. Now, new viewers and old viewers alike will know this. Peyton Manning is my favorite player of all time. I love him. He's hilarious. He was a great quarterback on the Colts and Broncos, you know, and he led the Broncos to their third Super Bowl. Win. <laughs> yeah. We don't want to talk about the Seahawks Super Bowl. Oh, uh, I get scared thinking about that at night. But, you know, Super Bowl 50, that defense came in swinging, you know, and, you know, look who led us to it, Peyton Manning. And, of course, he had great playoff runs in, as the as a Bronco, but, you know, he came up short, you know, maybe because of a play or just the team was better than theirs. And hey, I can respect that. If a team's better than the Broncos, what are you going to do? All you can do is look to next week and forget about the past. And Peyton, what he did was revolutionize that franchise. You know, Tebow wasn't awful. He really wasn't. He was a great quarterback. But he, he never really changed the team. He brought them to one or two playoff runs... Got a fantastic overtime win against the Steelers, but that was really it. you know and then he left the league and now he's playing was it minor league baseball I think forgot what team though um no, but Peyton really helped this team, and you know hes he still goes to the practices he still helps out the quarterbacks and maybe even the defense you know, hey. Always need tips from the guy who's trying to get away from me, right? And number nine, we got Rod Smith. Rod Smith was a fantastic wide receiver for the Broncos. And he had 68 touchdowns in his career. And And he really helped out that team get to the playoffs and everything in between. And like I said, a great great wide receiver who can get open can really burn through that defense can really help your team you know and if the quarterback's not great y- you tweak your route you make sure that quarterback can throw comfortably to you and won't mess up and that's where Rod Smith really helps <laughs> only if Peyton Manning played with Rod Smith whoo that would have been five Super Bowls right there number eight I'm switching it up a little bit I'm going the champ Bailey champ Bailey revolutionized that defense you know and you know he was a great corner he he really locked it down you know he he had a few flukes here and there but hey so do all players right you know, you can't expect a Hall of Famer. Congratulations to Champ Bailey on his recent Hall of Fame induct inductee, inducting, and Pat Balon. You know, he Pat really deserved that. You know, and I'm still glad they're, you know, still supporting charities for him and everything in between. I'm glad Rule 50 was dedicated to him. But Champ Bailey, he. He revolutionized that defense. He made it strong. He helped them so much. And, you know, with that, this defense is phenomenal. You know, the Broncos. And, like I was saying, you can't depend a team all on their defense. I mean, you can, but at the same time, you (laughs) can't. And, you know, if you have a great defense, good for you. But if you have a bad offense, your team's not really going to go anywhere. You need that strong offense to really support your defense in the fact that you know you can win a game. And going into number seven, I'm going with Emmanuel Sanders. With the recent Achilles injury, Emmanuel Sanders has been such a backbone (laughs) in the Broncos franchise. Coming into the league, he looked like a star. He is a star. He's one of my favorite players, and he should be one of yours. You know? He's a bit of a hothead. He he talked trash to Antonio Brown, which I thought, personally, was a pretty bad decision. You know, I, I heard about the Broncos offering a trade for Antonio Brown. And, you know, in this league, you're going to see trash talkers players trash talking others but at the end of the day if you know this will help your team and really improve your overall you should just keep your mouth shut and hope for the best but Manuel Sanders he he's fast he really breaks away from corners from coverage heavy coverage and he really puts that oof into the modern day Broncos offense Along with, you know, Philip Lindsay, a oh, fantastic running back. So glad we got him in free agency. He was a great asset. You know, the Broncos running back situation kind of decreased once we got rid of um, C.J. Anderson, who had a weird career <laughs> going to the Panthers. Playing some games, you know, and then going to the Raiders, not playing at all, and being immediately given to the Rams, which he went to the Super Bowl with him, but sadly, they lost to the Patriots. Always a sad, sad, sad moment. (laughs) But, going back to Emmanuel, he really strengthens that wide receiver core, and the Broncos are happy to have him as a receiver, and everything in between, you know? So, with that, going to number six, I'm going to go back with the corner, Chris Harris Jr. Chris Harris Jr. was a free agent going to the Broncos. An undrafted free agent. And with his performance, with his career, he is phenomenal. You know, he always makes those plays that always end up in a great stop. You know, he's had so many pick sixes, interceptions, you know, When the league looks at undrafted free agents, you, you typically think, hey, this guy's not going to be that good, you know? <laughs> He's really not, you know? But looking at, like I said previously, Philip Lindsay, fantastic running back. No one thought a 5'8", 180-something pound-ish running back would be as good as he was. But no, he was up there with, you know, Saquon. You know, he was he was nominated for rookie of the year, but respectfully it went to Saquon. <laughs> Obviously, we've seen his highlights. But no, but going back to Chris Harris, he was undrafted and picked up in free agency, and he doesn't disappoint. He got injured and that hurt that, you know, second string defense a little bit. But hey. His legacy will live on as as well as Emmanuel Sanders, you know? And those two will definitely help out once they retire. Hopefully they don't retire soon. Because I love watching them perform. They're great players to watch. But you know, Chris Harris is 30. 36 I think So his career might be coming to the close In the next couple years Which I would be very, very sad to hear But glad to know He he had a place in the Broncos heart. Next up With number 5 I have Steve Atwater Now Steve Atwater <sighs> Steve Atwater Wow He was able to stop the Nigerian Nightmare I don't think many players could do that. And, you know, he was a fantastic player. He was never afraid to throw his body to get a stop. And that's what I respect in the game, you know? And of course you gotta you gotta have limits. You can't you can't throw your body around like a rag doll. And and you just really got to take care of your body. But, <laughs> I always love watching his highlights. You know, watching him throw himself around. throw him at big players and getting great stops. Sadly, he's not in the Hall of Fame. I believe he was nominated, but got snubbed by the Hall of Fame, you know, committee. And that's And that's sad. You know, that always sucks. But, hey... What are you gonna do? You can't, can't ask for every Broncos player into the, to be into the Hall of Fame. But hey, we got two this year. I mean, Pat Ballon wasn't a player, but he was a fantastic owner, and will always hold a place in every Broncos hearts. As, same as Champ Bailey, he was also, he's going to be inducted this year, and I'm very happy. The two Broncos will be inducted. Going off of that, Steve Atwater, fantastic player. I believe he should be inducted in the, in the next two one one two years. You know, at least that's what I can hope for, right? Or what we can all hope for. <laughs> Going into number four, the undisputed king, Shannon Sharp. Shannon Sharp is the biggest goober I have ever seen. He argues with Skip Bayless. It's hilarious to watch. And you know he was a great player even one time when they were destroying a team you know he called <laughs> he called fake called of course didn't actually call him. that would have been pretty bad but he fake called the police the fire department and said oh my god this team is getting murdered out here oh my goodness and then hung up the phone <laughs> I always love watching that video <clears throat> but he was a phenomenal great wide receiver you know he made so many big plays with their Super Bowl runs against the Packers you know and I was glad he was on the team at that time when the Broncos beat the Packers and sadly Broncos went to the Super Bowl eight times lost 5-1-3 and when you see that on a team you think eh, it's not that good but to go to eight that's insane and yeah, they got destroyed by such teams as the Giants, the Redskins, the Seahawks. Oh, I the Seahawks. Um, <laughs> um, no, but to see that he made an impact on the team and future generations to come, you know, I- I'm glad he was on the team. And hopefully he roots for the Broncos when it comes to Undisputed. I know he roots for the Lakers. Man, does he love LeBron. My goodness. (laughs) Going into number three, everyone's favorite linebacker, Von Miller. Now, Von Miller has got to be one of the best defensive players in the NFL currently and of all time. You know, he has record sacks. He's phenomenal, and you know he's just an average guy. He owns a chicken farm. One of his chickens is named Peyton, after Peyton Manning, of course. And you know you can't help but smile when you see this guy in highlights, and he just and he just comes off that outside line and just sacks the quarterback. You can't help but get up and cheer for him. You really can't. And you can't help but smile when you see his out game day outfits now I've never seen anyone dress that exotic besides Cam Newton you know, Cam Newton has a very very weird style of clothing but hey make yourself unique that's what's important in this world but Von Miller he's got the great glasses He's got the Cowboy. <laughs> Basically, he's a Cowboy. He's the, he's the most rootin' tootin Cowboy in the whole West. And he will always stay like that for the rest of time. And going even in the Super Bowl 50, him and DeMarcus Ware single-handedly won that entire game. And, of course, the, the entire defense did. That defense was phenomenal. They really held their own. And sadly, Peyton Manning did not have the game I wish he had in Super Bowl 50, but he still came away with the win. And Von Miller also got MVP, which he 110% deserved in the end. And I remember Super Bowl 50, me me and my my good friend Otis, we did our our, uh, end zone dance after the Broncos won, and it was a great moment to remember. But sadly... Come Super Bowl 53, the Broncos haven't really had a shot. But I think with the new coach, new players, hopefully in free agent in the draft, you know, that they will have a Super Bowl run next year and they will succeed. Now, with that, going in to number two, Terrell Davis. Terrell Davis, number 30. He was... A great, 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 great running back. Who was strong. He was powerful. You know, he got a concussion one game. Said he couldn't see anything. Left, came back, and won the game. How many, how many players do you know have done that before? Sure, there might have been a couple that, when he got checked out, came back. This guy was actually injured. Could have gone to the hospital and said, oh, you know, sorry, Mr. Davis. You're injured. You can't return. But no, he went there. He said, "I got a win for my team," and he came out and he won. Even when they beat the Packers, he was a huge asset, shredding that defense. You know, even he, even Elway a little bit was running <laughs> running over that defense. <laughs> and you know, and of course, you win some, you lose some. They didn't win every Super Bowl they demanded. I wish they did. That would have been really cool. But you can't win everything. You know, but Terrell Davis has a heart of gold. Because this year, Philip Lindsay joined the league. <clears throat> and he wanted to wear the number 30. Knowing that he would make Terrell Davis proud. And Terrell Davis said, son, I want you to make this number proud. And look at Philip Lindsay's season. He did fantastic like I said, matching up with Saquon. And I think that Phil Lindsay's efforts deserved the number 30 and to make Terrell Davis proud to wear his number. And, you know, it's, it's great for me to see players like Terrell Davis let their number up and let a young guy take it. He didn't know if he was good. He didn't know if he was bad. But he knew in his heart that he should let this player use his number. Just like Peyton Manning. Peyton Manning went on to the Broncos. The number 18 was retired. And I'm really sorry. I do not know the player that previously wore number 18. But Peyton, I know, asked this player. Actually, let me do a quick... But, like I was saying, when a retired player let's a new guy where their number a number that they cherish for so long that they wore for so long and is let this rookie this undrafted rookie or new player in general where their number that says something that shows that this that these trademark players and their numbers will give this trust to these new guys, and you know that's that's what I think is the biggest part of the game of football. You know, oh, that was Trapucca. Trapucca, God, I don't. <laughs> I don't want to mess up his name, Frank Tripuka, Tripuka. I'm so sorry if I pronounced that wrong, but Frank let Peyton wear the number 18 and said that he just wants one thing from Peyton and that is to make his number proud, and I think Peyton did that with great authority and brought them the Super Bowl 50, and that goes back to Terrell Davis. Letting Philip Lindsay wear his number 30 and make the running back position proud as much as Terrell Davis in himself. Going off of that, I'm going to go to the number one spot. Now, before I do, I just want to say, follow me on Instagram, Denver, Denver Sports War Room, and Twitter, same thing, <laughs> and. Follow War Room Podcast, where you can see Nick talk about the NFL mock draft and, and uh, what he says who will be drafted into the NFL. Now, going into number one. This isn't much of a surprise, ladies and gentlemen. John Elway. John Elway was the quarterback in the 70s, 80s, 90s. He helped bring the Broncos to back-to-back Super Bowls, and I applaud him for that. And, of course, after he retired, he sought out a job in the Broncos organization, and that's A-OK. And now he is the GM, and he has left a living legacy for future stars, for quarterbacks everywhere who joined the Broncos, and to know that they are being watched Helped, of course, by a legend. And that's, and that's amazing. That's what you can hope for when you join a team. That you will be looked for, you will be helped, and you won't be forgotten. That, that was, and, and that is a big positive. Of course, it's a huge positive. But it's also a negative. Like with Paxton Lynch. Elway saw so much potential in him. But he just couldn't prevail. You know, and and that sucks. Paxton, I'm sure, you know, in his college days was a great player, but he just couldn't do it in the NFL. And, you know, that's fine. We got rid of Paxton. He's on the Seahawks. You know, and good job to him for still being in the league. But L.A. believes in his players, his quarterbacks, you know, like Lindsey, you know, Chris Harris. He believes in those players, and I respect that so much. You know, his general management might be a bit choppy at sometimes, but in the end, he knows what's right for his team, and he trusts and supports everyone who comes into his general area. And I love that. That's amazing. I think that's everything you can look for in a general manager. And with that, I say, all Denver Nation, all of everyone, have a great day, have a great night, and I will talk to you all later.